1: Hi, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, in which we're watching all things Blizzard, all games, and everything like that. Um, I'm not your regular host. I'm Ann Stickney. Uh, our Matt Rossi, who's our usual co host, he couldn't, or main host, he couldn't be here tonight because he's feeling a little bit under the weather. So you get me to read emails and talk about stuff. And you also get my two glorious co hosts, without which there would not be a show. So, um, first off, let's. Go ahead and introduce
0: Adam Holiski. Hi, Adam. Hi, uh Anne and everybody. Um how are you? Well
1: I
2: Does thought I actually worked the
1: that? other way around. Well, I don't
0: She's know. i supposed to ask you, man. This is seeming a little weird. Like <laughs> I'm expecting like a Matt Rossi to say something and it's he's
1: not here. Rossi needs to come in and say something about <laughs> I don't know, dinosaurs or beers or, or beer, oh, beer. Now I
0: feels so much better. We're talking about dinosaurs. dinosaurs.
1: Beer. And beards. Um, um, no, how are you doing? Adam? I'm I'm good. I,
0: I got back from a trip to L.A. A how was trip. L.A.? It was, you know, magical because when I left Minnesota, it decided to blizzard out. And I went to L.A. and it was like 70. And it was just wonderful. So I spent some time in L.A. and I came back here and the snow is all melted. It's nice out. It's going to storm later in the week, which is cool. And I uh, have my um, battle station with WoW up now, so everything is perfect.
1: Are you ready for Minnesota Twins baseball?
0: Um, yes, oh, I no. really. Um, <laughs> 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 Let me just say, I'm really, you know, I'm really glad that Torrey Hunter's back. I think he's going to do a lot of good for the team, and I'm like really looking forward to going and seeing uh, some Twins baseball with him there again.
1: Okay, all right. Now, That's all we we'll should say. And we'll, we'll cut the baseball talk because Alex will murder us. And that sure, at, coincidentally leads into our next co-host who is, you know, uh, Alex Zebart, our overlord.
2: Hello. Um, I apparently can't stay quiet long enough for you to do introductions this week. I apologize.
1: That's okay. How are you doing, Alex?
2: Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I decided to level another character again because... The- Questing is pretty fantastic in Warlords, but endgame stuff is not fantastic. But my only level 90 characters are a Pandaren Shaman, and I don't like Pandaren and a Shadow Priest. And Shadow Priest feels really weird, so I'm not sure if I really want to do it.
1: Why do you even have a Pandaren if you don't like them?
2: I don't know. You know, I've blown, <laughs> I've blown more money than I want to admit race-changing that character. Because... <laughs> I was like, I rolled it as a a Draenei, and I was like, you know, I like Draenei as casters, but Shaman felt weird, because I didn't know if I wanted to do Elemental or Enhancement. So, like, you know what, maybe if I went Pandaren, even though I don't like Pandaren, maybe I'll want to play the Shaman. So I went Pandaren, and I hate it.
0: (laughs) Even even as a non-monk?
2: Yeah, I don't like Pandaren at all. I hate them, oh. and I don't know why I paid money to go Pandaren, but now I want to switch away, but I don't want to spend more money to switch from it. So it's just, I suspect that character's just going to die one day. Well,
1: I bad. think
2: I would rather level another Shaman than race change this one.
1: What level is it? 90. Yeah, level another one. They're easy. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, top stories this week. We've actually got a couple of top stories. One of them wait, is wait, kind wait, of- I actually have to interrupt
2: you before then because we have something pretty cool. What? Um, everybody knows that we got a sponsorship with Newegg recently. Ooh. And they've given us some stuff to give away. We're not doing it live on the podcast, but on the podcast post, when this podcast goes live, if you haven't seen the post, go to it. There's going to be a giveaway for a headset from G Cube. GQ products are now on Newegg, and it looks like a pretty good headset. We're also going to be giving away a mouse and a keyboard, and the keyboard has brown mechanical switches. If people don't know what that is, mechanical switches are what makes the keyboard go clack-clack. Clicky-clicky. Brown switches switches are a quiet (gasps) clack-clack. So you get the benefit of a mechanical keyboard without it being so noisy, it becomes a jackhammer.
1: For real? I think we need to get one yep. of these for Adam.
0: Oh, man. I would, like, go back <laughs> to mechanical keyboard. This is the GQ keyboard from uh, Newegg, right? Yep. Okay, GQ
2: I can show this. <laughs> products turned now on Newegg. Yeah. Brown switches are fantastic. I mean, I don't have brown switches, and I think my girlfriend hates me for that. Because um, I, I like the tactile sensation of the mechanical switches, but... I didn't know about the brown switches until after I bought the keyboard, so it's the loudest thing in the world. So. This is like this
0: is the first time that I'm hearing that there's something that can actually not make that horrific both. sound. Yeah, I um, keep my wife up at night if I'm playing a game and I use my mechanical.
2: Yeah, um, mechanicals are always a little bit noisy, but the brown switches are way less noisy. They're cool. they're much better. Um, I actually have the, on my keyboard. I have the regular switches. My girlfriend has the brown switches. You can hear my keyboard from across the house. Hers, not so much.
1: Nice. So we're giving away a headset, like a headset microphone? Yeah, the microphone. um, um,
2: I don't want to sound like I'm totally trying to sell everybody on these things, but the headset actually looks really nice. Like, aesthetically looks nice. It's silver with leather and the whole deal. And we're giving these away on our site. The keyboard will be in the poster of the podcast. The mouse and – no, the headset will be with the podcast. I apologize. Keyboard and mouse will be separate. There are probably going to be raffles. You're going to enter to win that kind of thing. It'll all be on our site. And okay. maintenance on Tuesday is like eleven or twelve hours. So, what else are you going to do but enter contests?
0: There okay. you go. So wait, wait, wait! One more second. You didn't tell <laughs> us what you've been doing, Anne. What this have is I part been of the hosting? Through? What have you been doing in Warcraft?
1: Leveling pets. Oddly enough, um, nice. I've actually really gotten into the whole battle pet thing, which I guess I yeah. go through phases with different content stuff, and right now I seem to be on. Well, okay, so Anna, Anna put together this amazing post on our website that was um, basically about fast tracking your pets from one to twenty-five using right. the trainers and Draenor. Okay, so I've gotten really expert at doing that now because I followed. Her. <laughs> So basically, what I do is I find like my level one pet and go, okay, you, you are the chosen one today. And then I take them out to Shadow Moon Valley and we do the whole circuit. By the time we get to the end of the circuit, they're level 25. And then I have enough leveling stones to go through and get all my le- ones that are like in between at level, you know, 17, 18, whatever, just kind of bump them back up. And I can usually get like three to four, 25 level 25 pets in a day. That's awesome, right? Which is ridiculous. So yeah, um I would recommend reading her post <laughs> if you want to know how to do that because once I got once I got the hang of it, oh my gosh, it's it's so easy. <laughs> and isn't
0: it just like a good thing to do kind of mindlessly too? Yeah, I do it, mindlessly is. it is.
1: It is. I I just I like doing the circuit. I don't know. I like doing the circuit. Um eventually I, I want to get the the my Elik I want to get it leveled to twenty five. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Do that, um, Yeah, my plushie. That's really easy. Oh, boy. Uh,
0: what the best thing to do though? Use the strategy. Then level all the pets you need up to twenty five, and then go and do the celestial tournament. You See, need I've been like sixty ish pets to do that. I can't
2: do that.
1: I've been trying, and I get to the point where I get to the final four celestials, right? And I get two of the four down, and then the other two I can't get.
0: Are you using the guide on
1: Wowhead? No, I'm use using- that my own now, I'm doing used, really well on my own, Adam. I know, and maybe but I don't like, want to use a guide. Maybe I want but, to figure it out by myself. Oh, that's but you're just gonna,
0: it's like so hard, though.
2: <laughs> I just don't think I have enough pets for it because I thought I had a good team to do. Like The first trainer I picked in the special tournament it was like, this guy I can do. I have an awesome team that can deal with this guy. And he Uh-oh. kicked my butt and I said, screw this. And I left and I never went back. <laughs> yeah, go, honest to God, to guys, guys go,
0: get the, go look at the guide on WoWhead. I don't it's a little cheating, out. but I mean. I
1: want to figure it out. I'm my collectively
0: own. the community has spent thousands of hours perfecting how to take down this tournament okay, and it's well really slick and awesome i that's,
1: think that's really cool and everything but i like to figure out uh, this is one thing where it's like i will master this i will figure it out i need a kudos puzzle to Adam. You, man. kudos I need, to you i need to not be led through something i need to feel accomplished and actually do it on my own and eventually eventually i will see that day i don't know what I if I it what if I write have, it out like, really felt... yourself
0: and you have to edit it
2: <laughs> <sighs> I've never felt um that's really viable in a lot of pet battle stuff figuring it out on your own I mean you yes you can but it's such a long and painful process
1: it's I'm having fun with know. it
2: like I know there are people who have figured out everything on their own with their collection of slapdash pets but a lot of things feel balanced like you have to have these specific elements in your party or We're you're just
0: screwed. think I think what happens, too, is you end up sensing patterns. And so you get that you use, like, the hull bomb, right? And, okay, yeah. so you, you learn that pattern. And then, okay, maybe if I modify the hull bomb and combine it with, like, a, a, a Zandalari ankle biter, it would work in this case. And then you're able to create your own strategies. But I think to suss out those initial those initial patterns and those initial sets of pets that work really well, I think you have to yeah, use I the think, community resources. I
2: think my prevailing problem with Pet Battles is I, when they announced it, I expected a Pokemon experience. And it's, <laughs> it's not. not. It's a very, it can, it can be a very grindy mid maxing MMO experience versus let's have fun and use whatever pets right, I want. But not I but like, it's it. everything. I but like but this little
1: grindy figuring things out thing. Like I'm yeah, having fun figuring it out. But it's a—that's what Pokemon, I'm doing. So it's a deal.
2: My
0: experience at the end game of Pokemon. <laughs> after you've beaten the main game, and all you do then is go and collect the rest of the pets and battle people in China and South Korea and Japan and everything that kick <laughs> your butt. Seriously, that's what that's what wild pet battles are. It starts. Yeah, but I the most don't do the
2: PVP people. for that exact reason.
0: I, I I agree. I don't PVP with pet battles either. I lose all the time. That's why I don't.
1: I don't do the PvP pet paddles. I'm just playing around with like the trainers and stuff. Maybe I'll do the PvP stuff at some point, but I'm just having fun with it right now. Now, can we move on to the? Yeah, I'm not.
2: I'm, I'm not poo-pooing you figuring it out. I was just griping no. that I had trouble issues I'm with pet cool paddles. Either. That's all.
0: I think it's cool. More power to you.
1: Uh, are we cool with moving on to the top stories? Because there's some really interesting stuff going on.
2: I think so. I think we've okay. been trying to do that for the last half hour. So yes, please.
1: Okay, so, top stories this week. One of the really interesting ones is, as we've mentioned already, there's 11 hours of maintenance tomorrow. Um, which means that maybe we'll see the WoW token come into play? Possibly? Maybe. Uh, they, they, they put in the stuff for the WoW token, was it last week or was it the week before?
0: The uh, week before.
1: The week before. Okay, so they put in all of the inflammation, all of the, all of the back-end stuff so that there's it's like being listed in the auction house and stuff now. You just can't actually buy the actual token yet. However, with 11 hours worth of maintenance tomorrow, it seems like maybe they're going to be rolling this out. Um, a, another kind of clue on that, I know on Reddit, the earlier today there was a post that was kind of bumped reposted about it was like a how-to for the wow token one of the blue people went on there and did that Mm. so i'm it's kind of like hmm maybe they're rolling this out this week i don't know well
2: what i'm wondering is i think they said they would give advance notice before the wow tokens went live and i don't think we've seen anything yet so what kind of advance notice is it i mean is it going to be They'll tell us right before Realms come up, or are they going to tell us tonight, or what's the advance notice?
1: Don't know. Or do
0: they just forget about that, because they've done that before, too?
1: Or, alternatively, we're just getting 11 hours of maintenance for something else. And in that case, why are we having 11 hours of maintenance? Well, occasionally they have things
0: to do, you know. Yeah. But you're right, it is kind of out of the ordinary. Um, I am looking forward to the WoW tokens happening. I don't know if I'm going to buy any gold right now with them, mm-hmm. but I know at some point I'm going to, and I'm going to for my alts
1: I've when no I have got an ult. I've got no reason to buy gold, because I have like 210k on my main right I'm, now.
0: i on different servers, and I would rather just buy gold than
1: transfer around characters to that, that, that whole thing. That would be helpful, yeah. I yeah. could see that. The other big news this week, uh, BlackRock. I,
2: I kind of wish that you could have a direct transaction for WoW tokens, because Adam, I would give you my gold if you're paying for my game time.
1: <laughs>
0: okay
2: if you want to do that i'm cool with let's, it uh, let's let's we'll chat offline
0: <laughs> <laughs> kidding kidding i know you're in the chat channel blizzard kidding okay
1: yeah sorry Anne. go ahead uh the other big news this week is obviously this week is also the release for black rock mountain the latest pack for hearthstone um i believe that comes out is it thursday
2: April 2nd, whenever that is.
1: April 2nd. It's coming out Thursday, April 2nd, and on Friday, Maticus is going to be playing this adventure mode blind. So
2: hopefully it's a smooth launch, or else Maticus is
1: not going to be doing anything on Friday night. But, uh, theoretically, should the launch go okay and everything, he will be playing the adventure mode, um, on Friday night, and he will be playing it without having looked at it yet. So that should be entertaining. (laughs) God, do you know what that means? Yeah. Like
0: Wednesday is April 1st. Yep. Oh. <sighs> can can we just like sigh over that collectively for a moment?
2: Hello Kitty watch?
0: Hello Kitty watch. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Do you guys, doing that. We're not. Can I watch. can I no. can I just tell a story about that really quick? You should. We we did Hello Kitty uh insider like in two thousand eight or whatever,
1: and Twilight um, and Muscle, what was it? Muscle March, Muscle and, March, yeah. Uh, Lady we,
0: Gaga, like are, the. You want to know the the Hello Kitty devs and design team? One of the absolute like coolest groups that I think I've ever had the pleasure of interacting with. They were in love with it. That we were like making total fun of it and everything like that. Um, they were they were just thrilled, and they emailed and they we I like ran into one of them at something a few years later and it was like hey thanks for doing that we still talk about that occasionally blah 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 and we all got like beta invites to the actual uh hello kitty stuff and everything like that i I don't know if anybody took it i didn't but still
1: i don't remember hearing about this and this was right after i got hired where's my hello kitty beta pass i don't know
0: (sighs) i I could send you mine if you
1: (laughs) want (laughs) it Sure I think my tough. favorite um was the Twilight one that we did. that one was good. Um, I liked the craft project for the Lady Gaga one with with the Kleenex box. <laughs> I think cover. That was
0: all I think the the Twilight thing that I liked the most was Fox Van Allen's, and I think that the
2: Kleenex box was Fox's, too
1: no that was that was uh I want to say that was Dawn.
2: I think Muscle March Insider was only funny to me.
1: I found it entertaining, but that's because I thought Muscle March itself was pretty entertaining, and then the whole Saturn Six thing was fun <laughs> on so many different <laughs> levels. That was really wildly entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, so I cool. think
2: we went all in those first few years; like we yeah. ran it hard, and then after that, we were just like, "I don't, don't have the energy to do this anymore." Can yeah. we talk
0: about Saturn Six Insider now?
1: Are like, we allowed to? Sure, we can. Thing? Though,
0: okay, yeah. <gasps> so no, story, let's talk
1: yeah. about that. Okay, story time, guys. Oh.
0: So Saturn 6 Insider, like, this is like, I'm really proud that everybody's kind of kept this quiet all the years. Um, That was the lore that we had and all the posts on Saturn 6 Insiders was based off of Titan because Titan is the sixth moon of Saturn. And so we posted this and our site flipped to the Saturn 6 theme and all this other stuff like that. And um, it took about five minutes for Blizzard to say hello. Um, and it was just a very subtle like. <laughs> and this, <then> we,
2: <laughs> this was, by the way, this was before like the codename Titan thing leaked like big it was time. Before people knew what Titan it was, was, before
1: any of that was out, before any of it was out. Um, and
0: so Dan O'Halloran, who was the uh, managing editor at the time, he and I actually went and registered uh some Titan blogs and everything like that. So if we titan had come to pass and everything we would already have the ownership of some of the best um names and everything on the internet to take advantage of this and uh, obviously it never came to pass we never ended We didn't
2: like yet. we didn't actually reference this being a blizzard game or anything it's just like we're just going to have a gag we're just like
1: oh hey here's a, this new game that's coming out it's called Saturn 6 it's based off of Titan the sixth moon of Saturn and then it's talking about how what it was like a first person shooter MMO. there was a bunch of like little things in there it was a first person <laughs> shooter
0: yeah and so it was funny to like the Five six people on staff at Wednesday that knew about it, and like the twenty people at Blizzard
1: that
2: yeah got nobody it. knew about it yet. So we're just like, okay, we're gonna have a laugh. Two hours later, it's gonna be gone. Nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. Nobody at home is laughing, but we are.
1: Mm-hmm. And nobody ever figured it out, I don't think, besides us, and then the people at Blizzard that knew about it. I
0: think a couple of people eventually did. Like, but I they figured I remember, it out. Like a couple really diehard people figured like figured it out. Yeah. But that was like only years ago. I went and checked on the post for some odd reason. I saw that's,
2: that's the only time we had done anything like that. And all, like before, we did it. We're like,
1: should we? I don't know.
0: I'm glad we
2: did though.
1: Yeah, it was just a quiet little wink in Blizzard's direction. They kind of winked back quietly, and that was about it. In but- brandish knives. Yeah, they <laughs> heard the beeping in the back. I wasn't part, like but. editorial about. I was just I was just a lowly writer. I had just gotten hired. I think that was like a couple months after I got hired. Um, I was, one of the first things you guys had me do was do like a bunch of the artwork and stuff for those posts. That's right. Yeah, well, we
0: have April first to look forward, quote unquote, to this week. Then right? Yeah,
2: we're not doing anything this year and we we had never done anything like that before so don't go now like searching for old content for like secret
1: blizzard but it does mean that we can keep an eye on the various blizzard websites because they do everything they do something every year
0: their stuff is good but overall like the whole internet in april fools is done and over with it's overdone now it's ridiculous it was funny for a couple of years and now it's just lame
1: it's it's been oversaturated mm-hmm. a little bit i think Maybe I'm So, anyway, we wild should. stuff, yeah. Yeah, we should probably move on to emails because we do spend a good chunk of the podcast talking about emails. If you would like your email answered on the next episode of Blizzard Watch or, you know, when we get around to it, you could send an email with your question, and it could be a question regarding any of Blizzard's games. We don't care. We'll answer it, even if it's about Blackthorn or Lost Vikings. I like both of those games. Send your emails to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. So, uh, first up we have Ishkar from, looks like Antonitus EU, who says, hey, Council of Three or Five, as of the Leveling Bonanza, Longtime listener since the old days on the other site that should not be named again. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw your first episode of the Leveling Bonanza and I have to say I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun watching you guys run around with nearly no plans on what's to do. Yeah, that's pretty much how that went. Yep. Um, that's entertaining. What I liked most was some lore snippets here and there. Please give us more of that. We will try. <laughs> Did we do that? It was mostly um, us we trying talked a to little cope bit. with Fox. Well, we talked a little bit about Moira. A little bit. We oh, talked yeah. a little bit about lore stuff. A little bit. Anyway, so uh, Ishkar says, but now for my questions for the podcast. First, last night we went back to High Mall to do some missing achievements. In the boss room of Karag, the Breaker, I then noticed a beating heart on top of the room. This one got the look of Yashara's heart from... Mr. Pandaria. So what better or or better whose heart is that? Again, an old god or Blizzard's laziness in creating new visuals? Any ideas? Second question. WoW token. This is relevant, actually. Um... Your thoughts in the long run. What do you expect it to cost in the long run? Do you expect any major impact on overall market prices? I fear that a lot as the token is region-wide, so I guess the market struggles a lot and it nearly ruins the market on high-pop servers. I expect everything to get more expensive like enchants, gems, and so on. Interesting. Uh, Third... (laughs) Ishkar's kind of talky. Uh, maybe, maybe
2: we should do this one at a time. Yeah, already let's, let's the first, I already forgot the first question. Yeah. Okay,
1: well, let's go back to the first question where he wants to know, what is the beating heart on top of the room in uh, Khorog? Hi, Mall. I don't know this answer.
2: I didn't know there was a heart. I'm um, I don't look up. I look down.
1: Yeah, I, I mostly stare at the boss's rear end. Uh, I have noticed there is a thing chained up there at the top of the room. I don't think it's meant to be an old god's heart or anything like that. I think it would have been a heck of a lot more obvious if it had been. I think it was just an interesting visual sort of thing to put up there. And I don't think necessarily it's supposed to be a heart at all. It might be more of the stones and things like that they were using to keep, get Coarg immune to different schools of magic. Um, and that was kind of detailed in the the short story that just came out there's a short story that just came out that talked all about the ogres and Haimal and Korog in particular and how he came to be what he is. And that might be worth reading if you haven't read that yet. I
0: don't, I don't remember anything about a heart in any of the quests. Do you? No. So yeah, I don't think it's anything.
1: No, usually the it's like stone magic and things like that that they're using, which is earth kind magic. of interesting. Yeah. Um, no, not necessarily earth magic. I don't know what that magic is. It's really weird is what it is. So second question was about the WoW token. Thoughts in the long run. Do we think what what's that gonna cost? What's it gonna do to the server markets?
0: I think the answer to that is really easy. Look at what it's done to Eve Online, which is amazing things to the game. It's stabilized the economy. It's created a system where economics means something beyond just gaming gaming and oligarchy playing. It's it's created uh, almost a free market economy. I, th-
2: I think people are looking at this thing as creating gold, and it's not. It's not cur- It's like moving it's it around. Go- it's moving gold from one hand to the other, like everything right. else on the market does. So this thing isn't introducing more gold. It's just moving gold like every other item in the auction house.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a stabilizer. It's gonna be the vehicle in which the economy moves, and it's gonna be the vehicle in which a base economic um utility is set for all the goods and services and well that's what it means
1: theoretically what it means is the people that have tons and tons and tons of gold and have sat there and stockpiled it forever and ever and ever and don't have something to spend it on they now have something to spend it on and that gold that they have is going to somebody else who didn't have a ton of gold to begin with so it just it's kind of shifting the market around it's shifting the gold so it's not all sitting on a certain handful of people that know how to play the auction house really, and, really, and really I well. Don't,
2: I don't think there's any shortage of gold around anyway. So even no. if it's changing hands, I don't think it's going to be significant enough to alter the entire game economy.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing that's not going to happen is there's not going to be this rapid inflation. Because gold is not being created, uh, there's like this assumption out there that Prices are gonna skyrocket for common items and it's gonna be like, oh, you have to spend fifteen dollars to buy an enchant or whatever. That's not the case. That's not gonna happen. Honestly, that's not how everything economics Everything is functions. kind of worthless
2: on the auction house right now. So if things got a little more expensive, that just means I can sell that stuff for more money.
0: Right. Homes, and that's how economics works. Is you buy things for more money, but at the same time you're gonna sell it for more money. Stabilization. It, people are in the comments do not they all need to take like
1: high school economics or college econ.
2: Hey, I didn't take either of those. My schools didn't even have those. I was going to say, I
1: don't think we had economics when I was in high school. My high school well, had
2: nothing like that. You guys are
1: you guys are like steps above the non-economic
0: classes anyways, so it's kudos. Because it's not going to be the end of the world, for real. I,
1: yeah, I don't really think that it's going to be the end of the world or anything, and I don't think it's going to affect the market in any way other than... The people that have a gigantic hoard of gold that they're sitting on with nothing to spend it on, suddenly they've got something to spend it on. And suddenly people have stuff to sell or an item to sell, per se, I guess, if you want to phrase it that way. You've got an item to sell that's actually worth tangible amounts of gold. Whereas, you know, a lot of the other stuff that you – well, I mean, Alex was just talking about it. A lot of the stuff, uh, materials aren't really selling for that much anymore.
2: There's not. I'm making gold this expansion primarily off of garrison missions, which is creating gold from nothing, as opposed to selling items for gold. Yeah, and still, things in the auction house are next to worthless. I mean,
1: the only thing that's really worth a lot of gold on my server is transmog items that are really, really pretty. Oh, exactly. <laughs>
0: um, you know, uh, so I I can't see your name totally because it's in this neon green color, but uh, Corvingo, Corvingo or something like that said in the chat channel that the rapid inflation is going to come from either new money or money that's being injected, which means that all that gold that people are sitting on, they're just going to go buy these game tokens and that's going to create the gold. But that's not going to happen. And that's like a really great argument I grant to like have in response to all of this. But at this the. the the key I mean, thing is, the, it's the only gold. one token. So people yeah. can only buy this one time thing with it. And you can't, there's no you difference between one token it. and 20 tokens. So you buy one token at a time, realistically. And that's not, that's not a significant amount of gold creation. If
1: you so. I mean, there, there is off
2: the off idea the auction, that. If uh, you, go ahead.
1: If you purchase the WoW token off of the auction house with your gold, you cannot resell it. You can only use it on your account. You can give yourself 30 days. They aren't going to resell this thing. They're not going to make this giant market out of it. They can't. Right?
2: Um, You can't resell it. I don't think you're limited to buying one per month. Like, in theory, you could dump your entire gold pile on them and, you know, have a big year of wow, but...
0: But why would you? There'd be no reason to do that.
2: I mean, it's possible that you know just because the gold is probably moving from people who haven't been spending any to people who will want to spend it means that gold, there will be probably more gold circulating but again i don't think prices on things are going to skyrocket and in the case of things like this expansion doesn't have a lot to spend your gold on no, i mean everything right. you need might want to buy is again next worthless because there's so much of it so again, if it does create a situation where things do get a little more expensive, I think that increases your potential of earning gold off of things other than buying WoW tokens, right? And I just you I want to sell out, this stuff for more.
0: Uh, I just want to point out too: I'm I'm not saying that you can only buy one at once. That's not how the mechanic is going to work that we know of. But I am saying there's no reason to buy more than one or a few at once, because they have no utility. It's It's like a cheeseburger, right? It's that whole utility of a cheeseburger thing. The first cheeseburger you eat is great, the second cheeseburger you eat is somewhat better, but by the time you get to the fifth or sixth cheeseburger, it does nothing for you. And that's really the same thing here. I just... I really, everybody needs to look at EVE and realize EVE has the best economy in any game out there, and that's what we're going to get. So I'll shut it's, up about this now. But
1: Yeah, you see it with EVE, and then you also see it with Wildstar in a, to a degree, too, because they introduced mm-hmm. the cred system, which mm-hmm. I the prices are identical. You pay $20 for the token, and then you pay, what, it's like 15 a month for Wildstar, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the same yes. thing. It's like the exact same price that WoW's doing with the WoW token. I It hasn't done anything to that game, as far as I know, in terms of adversely affecting the economy or anything. When I say so. things
2: are worthless, I just saw somebody in the chat say they make 300 gold per stack of 200 frostweed. Yeah, you know, 300 gold is pretty nice. But you know what 300 gold is? That's one garrison mission with my treasure hunter followers. Yeah. I don't put any effort into acquiring that. I just set my followers to go. And that I is just,
1: like, making 2k gold nothing. a day doing nothing, just sending my dudes out to right? do Right? I <laughs> just realized like how ridiculous is that?
2: <laughs> I have all of my level 100 alts with the level 3 in to give the tre- treasure hunter missions and I'm stacking followers with treasure hunter.
1: I have 3 of them now.
2: I make <laughs> Stupid amounts of gold logging in once a day.
1: That's the best awesome. one, the best one it's is when you absurd. get Flingprawn's secret vault because you can make 2k gold on one mission. It's
0: fantastic. Oh my God, <laughs> are you guys gonna like fund your WoW time this way?
1: I'm going to see
2: what they cost, and yeah. if I can do it. Fucking get what, out of paint. You gotta for see what it costs. Okay. It, and
1: and <laughs> we won't see that until it's actually introduced. So maybe tomorrow? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, so, third question that Ishkar had said Thoughts on leveling Bonanza? Well, while writing this, you already got 463 followers on YouTube and some 220 hits, and counting on episode one after one day, which is cool. Would it be possible to upload these? those episodes as a video podcast. The thing is, I would enjoy watching and listening to that while driving to work. And I'm sure more would love that too. I'm not sure how that functions. Is that a thing? Is that a thing?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm worried about somebody neat.
1: watching the video podcast in their car while they're driving. Well,
0: no, like, um, I don't know why we could not do that. I like, will need to look into iTunes? that. To be you honest, like
1: I.
2: Videos on YouTube on your phone.
0: No, but you can, um, can you put you it can, on iTunes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do video iCast. I, you can do video podcasts on iTunes. Uh, I have produced a dozen podcasts at this point in my life, but I've never produced a video one. So okay. I'll look into that, and that's a really, really good idea to do. Thank you.
2: I, I almost think it would be simpler just to do it on YouTube. I, it?
0: We can do both for sure.
1: If we could do both, why not do both?
0: Yeah, it'd be fun to get on that video podcast list.
1: Thanks for the suggestion, Ishcar.
0: Mm. Awesome. We're gonna take that. Good suggestion, Ishkar.
1: Our next email is from Zug Smash, an orc warrior with nice an appropriate name. orc warrior name. That's a great name. That's a Matt from, Rossi name right there. Yeah, it is Zug Smash. I like that. Oldham US says, Hey, watchers, not like the ones from Marvel Comics, or are you? <laughs> I don't know. Are we? I can't reveal that at this time. Okay, so he says, maybe asked a hundred times, but why can't undead be paladins? Oh no, we're going here. Uh, Someone on my server said that Forsaken Priests are believable lore-wise because they call on the light, but they can't be paladins because paladins contain the light. I'm not very good at searching lore, but I have not seen it written anywhere that priests call on the light and paladins contain the light. Your thoughts?
2: I think both (laughs) make sense because it would be fun to play one.
1: I... I think, okay, so that would require some serious writing and revising on Blizzard's part. The thing about Forsaken Priests is the sort of unspoken thing about Forsaken Priests, they did mention it in an Ask dev, is that when Forsaken Priests use the light, or when a Forsaken gets healed, the light is not healing them, it's not stitching them back together so much as it's cauterizing the wound. It's very painful, And it takes an extraordinary amount of will to be a holy priest uh, for a Forsaken, which is why there's that whole, you know, school of shadow magic and everything that they go into with the Forsaken. Is it the Cult of Forgotten Shadow? Something like that?
2: Mm -hmm. Something like that.
1: I forget the name of it entirely. And if I had WoWpedia open, I could look it up. But, uh... Typically speaking, most of the forsaken priests that you see, like, in lore and things like that are shadow priests for that reason. Um, There are holy priests out there, obviously. There's disciplined priests out there, obviously. But when they practice that magic, they're hurting themselves and they're hurting the person that they're healing. Um, And it's kind of a wholly unpleasant process. Paladins use the light primarily, like that's all they use. I don't know whether you would say that they contain the light, though. That's they, the, they're, really, I'm already the embodiment of light. They're it's kind of like kind the of- embodiment of it, yeah, because they, they practice the light's virtues and everything, but so do priests. Um, paladins are sort of one step up from priests, though, and I imagine that if the Forsaken found it difficult to be holy priests and heal with that whole cauterizing effect with the light, they would find it incredible. Incredibly difficult to be a paladin because that requires even more concentration. There's now,
2: two examples.
1: We do from have examples, Vanilla
2: yeah, that make me think they should just they could make a playable and not really need to explain it. There's Zeliac and Exramus, uh-huh. who who, despite being like scourged to hell and back, right, still had the ability to wield the light. And there was what's his name, Bartholomew the Revered, that used yeah. to be in and he was really interesting paladin so there's two examples from vanilla wow so
1: yeah zeliac the thing that i liked about zeliac was zeliac was um he was raised from the dead and he was going to become scourge but his faith in the light was as such that he continued to practice it even after he was raised he he never lost his faith in the light So it never lost its faith in him, and he was still able to continue practice. And that's why, when you go into Naxxramus, he's calling out to you and warning you and telling you to go away. I really still has that essence of free will. I really
0: love the idea of a holy, of a dead, of a returned undead holy avenger. Like I think that's a really compelling story that could be told in a way that mm, that I don't think I was telling right now, but. I also don't think that the wild lore sets it up to tell that either. I think they mm-hmm. kind of box themselves into a corner, and right. my guess is, is that if you asked some of the C-Dev folks, they would probably tell themselves they want to go back and retcon that at some
1: point. It's a cool idea, and the idea of an undead who has somehow mastered the light and become a paladin is also kind of a cool idea, because um, obviously, I mean, mm-hmm. Zeliac was just a fascinating character all around, mm-hmm. but if they were going to do that, I would want to see some kind of explanation written in there and some sort of, you know, class, would, class quests, I guess, is what I'm looking for. It would be almost class a cool subplot
0: of an expansion.
1: Right. You know? It needs to have some kind of explanation, like heavy lore explanation. It's sort of like a, if any other race became a druid they would need some kind of class explanation or, for Or it. like the
0: monks being introduced, right? Like the monk right. the monk um the monk kit was introduced to everybody by saying that the Pandarens came and, and you know taught and are willing to teach humans and everybody how to be a monk. Well that's yeah. all that it's required and I think the
1: same kind I'm of thing sure could be done, done right. more with that, but I understand, you know, the whole theory right. behind that. And it worked for that. Mm-hmm. But for classes that particularly have like a really heavy base in the lore like you're looking at paladins the whole thing about the light and the church of the holy light and all this other stuff and even the naru and all of that it's so complex and so put together that if they're going to introduce any other race to that class they need to write it out and they need to like put it in the context where it makes sense so they're I just d- stepping on
0: their own story i don't want to I- get controversial or anything i yeah. really don't but i think I think the possibility of Blizzard doing this is remote because they don't touch religion very much in right. the game and in order to build this out they would need to build out the religious aspect and have almost well, competing they do religions. That, I well, mean, but I, I don't think,
1: think they, they, could they want to. They could but they don't. Th-
0: they haven't yet and I don't think you know, they're going
1: to. This is one of those things that I wish that they had done with the torrent, the whole An- Anchi thing. I wish that they had had some kind of class quest where when you play one through one for the first time, it talks about all of that backstory and talks about how it's all interlocked. Because it is interlocked, and it has existed since the early days of Vanilla. It just really wasn't fleshed out at all until we got to Cataclysm. And we never saw that as players. We saw like the bare taste of what it was going to be, and then it just sort of happened. And I... And I kind of wish that there was something in there. I, I miss class quests, and the reason that I miss class quests is because they introduce that class lore that's sort of missing right now. How about and I racial? Wish they'd quests. Bring that back
0: again, huh? How about how
1: about more racial quests too? Racial quests would be okay, but I'm more interested in seeing because I, I, I'm I wanna more interested see. in seeing like the shattered hand with the rogues. That was cool, like back when you first did that. Way back when you went to Orgrimmar and you talked to the troll there, and he was talking to you about the Shattered Hand, and you learned how to do all this stuff. That was pretty neat. The the Druid stuff when you went to go learn the different forms and things, and you had to go talk to the Sunarian Circle, and you know you got all of that backstory. That was pretty. Everybody kind of had like this cool little thing that sort of explained a little bit more about that thing that they chose to do. You know I, what I mean? In, in I agree. The
2: story aside, those class quests also generally taught you something about playing your class too. Yeah. Like especially the paladin way. ones. Yeah. The yeah. paladin ones it's you know very specifically like you had to use these certain abilities in the right way to overcome this encounter.
0: And you wanted to do it because you wanted to get your mounts. Yeah. Right. Um I I really am I really hope at some point Blizzard returns those. I also I, I just I can never get this out of my head and it's stuck for years now. I wanted I want a continuation of the undead starting quests. Oh, yeah. I, I want I want to go back there and I want to just find out what the hell Sylvanas is up to. <laughs> and
1: like, someday, someday, please,
0: I want to throw money at my screen to make that happen.
2: I like how Sylvanas <laughs> still gets off the hook for the plague that melted know, everybody I I in Wrath of the Lich King.
1: It's awesome. We need we need something. We need something Ever, to happen. Everyone's like, there. Oh, I want no, to Sylvanas know Sylvanas was super innocent. I, I want to know what happened to Colterra. Anyway, Smash, right? that was a good question. Thank you very much. Um, moving on, we've got. Uh, Hagion, I think that's how you pronounce it. Thank you for the pronunciation guide, who says, Greetings, watchers. I've enjoyed the leveling game in WoW, but now that we're whopping 100 levels in at endgame, I'm confident a level squish is coming down the pike because the idea of grinding out 100 levels to learn a class is not appealing. I wonder, though, is a level squish... Oh, if a level squish is the best way to move forward or just a temporary solution. The original Guild Wars model had you level from 1 to 20 and then collect all of your elite skills via questing or rare monster kills or buy them, which was lame. What if WoW players leveled through the core game levels of 1 through 60 and then went forward in a new expansions, acquiring our new abilities and stat increases via questing through the new zones? We wouldn't need to grind out levels every expansion or keep raising the level cap only to squish it again later on. Maybe they could even find a way you could ding 60 and move right into new content through a free stat skills boost to bring you up to the beginning of the new content. What do you think? Light be with you, Haggion.
2: What's the difference between getting another level or not getting a level but getting another elite skill or whatever? Substantial.
0: I think there's a huge difference, actually. You think so? Oh, yeah.
2: I think I would just like to go up through the numbers rather than okay, you're hit at the level cap, but you're not really at the level cap because you have to do all these other things. Just give me the goalpost.
0: So, <laughs> Don't I think give for me thirty posts. For I think us and a lot of our listeners, that's the case, right? But mm-hmm. look at a game like Anarchy Online. Right, they made a horrific mistake and had 200 levels on release for that game, and they never were able to add any more because psychologically it was too damning. This is the grind
1: that never ends. Right,
0: and you're going to want to go up to 250 now? Absolutely not. So they created a whole other advancement path. Well, I don't think they're going to do a level squish because I think getting our boost to 90 was that squish, essentially, but they are... I'm going to be honestly... Uh, yeah, I'll eat my hat here. I think the next expansion's not going to level people. I think it's going to have an alternative advancement path. I think we're at that point where anything over 100 is too much in the eyes of the standard new player that they want to attract.
1: There have been a lot of people talking about Paragon levels mm-hmm. and wondering if that would potentially be a thing.
0: It could be. I think it could. that could work. Um, uh, EverQuest 2... And I think EverQuest as well, but definitely EQ2 has a uh, alternative advancement points where like adds to your, um, allows you to get basically more points in the talent tree, the higher level you go, uh, essentially, or the more advancement points you earn, and that is a really effective way of non-leveling advancement. There's options out there, but I really think that the effect of a non, um, of a non 100 plus level is really important
2: well uh, help me figure this out okay there you can buy warlords of draenor right and you get the level 90 boost but you get all of the previous expansions with it yep can you still start with a starter kit that doesn't have warlords of draenor what do you mean does that exist i mean like there used to be
1: you can get the- a battle chest the battle chest has everything through mists pandaria i think
2: Okay. Well, so it seems to me that they should probably just make the only box Warlords of Draenor. And when you buy Warlords, you get a level 90 boost and there's your squish. You start at 90.
1: Okay. On your first or anyway. It seems yeah,
2: and it seems strange that there is a starter kit where you have to start at 1 when you could just buy the latest thing and start at 90. It's
0: a really good idea. I don't know. I mean, no argument.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the level 90 boost is effectively a squish, but you can accidentally not get the boost by buying the wrong thing at first.
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) honestly... if you bought bought the battle chest and then bought Warlords with it, I guess, yeah, you'd probably... Why would you do that? That would be weird. Because don't you get everything with Warlords? I think so. You get everything with Warlords? You should get everything with Warlords if you get a level 90 boost. Yeah, you do. Okay, then. Yeah. Weeds. I think,
0: I, I think the other thing is too. It's important to remember that Blizzard never thought they were going to run into this problem. Nobody did, and nobody's had this problem before. So they just need to listen to their designers and listen to the feedback of the community and
1: do figure what's it out. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. And they don't base their decisions so far around monetary gains. Really, like they're smart business wise, but they're not. Even the level ninety boost wasn't a money grab, and. It's clear that they're taking their care with this, so I hope whatever they come up with is appropriately careful. I really do. I don't want it to end like an Online, please. mine, you know, please.
2: Uh, WoW in general, I think, has some low-level problems these days. That didn't come from the lead of a level squish, but they balance so many things for endgame that the lower levels are weird now. Like gear, you can get higher-level gear that's worse than lower-level gear. And they removed so many spells for some classes that if you don't start at 90, you can spend, like, 20 levels getting no useful spells whatsoever.
0: Gross, like really? The,
2: the, the, leveling, like the leveling thing we started, I, we're only level 10. But <laughs> I was excited to get my new spells, right? Mm-hmm. So I get... Start with Shadow Bolt, you get Corruption, then you get your Demon... And then you get health stones and health funnel, and that was my entire leveling experience. Like, three new spells in a row were related to healing and healing my demon. I'm a freaking warlock. Give me damage, not level after level of healing spells. I find wow. it
1: weird that it took me ten levels to figure out how to feed my pet. Like, you'd think that, logically speaking, that would be a given the first time they give you a wolf that they teach you how to feed it. It used to be. <laughs>
0: It used to be ridiculously complicated as a hunter. When oh, starting yeah. out. No, it used to be that's prohibitive. That's
1: when I used to play it was when it was ridiculously complicated. So oh, it was amazingly complicated. complicated. Yeah. Okay. So um, maybe we should go ahead and move on to the next question. Let's. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this next one is actually kind of interesting, too. Uh, this one's from Seven Moons. Who says, hello, Matt and Alex and or Adam. Well, you got us all listed in there. So Matt's not here, but you got the other three anyway. Uh, He says, I have a question about Azerothian racism. This should be fun. Uh, He says, I've played a lot more Alliance than Horde and most of my questing lore knowledge is pre-Cata. So my views are probably out of date. Sometimes in guild chat on my Horde alt, I've seen people talking about how racist the humans are and they can only cite one guy back in Warcraft 3. Are the humans of Azeroth as wildly racist as they say? Personally, I've only witnessed racism among orcs, and that one night elf who used to be in the old Stone Talon <laughs> oh, Mountains, and she only didn't like gnomes. Ever downloading Seven Moons? Yeah, uh,
2: Garethos is the only guy—the Warcraft Three guy. Yes, he's the only guy who has been blatantly, like, without cause, been a huge dick. And he was only in charge because thousands of people ahead of him in rank were already dead.
1: And that was when Lorderon was being well, pretty much overrun in right. Warcraft three from the Scourge, and he was kind of a jerk to Kaelthos and I shouldn't say kind of a jerk. He was a big jerk to Kalthos. <laughs> like yeah. he just he wasn't having any of it. I mean um,
2: Garethos was certainly a, a bad guy. Are there was. like
0: are there like levels of racism bad because he would be like the level 10 racist but i think all the leaders of all the factions are like a level one or two
2: yeah
1: because
0: I mean, they're yeah, all very isolationist and all very protectionist and there's also
2: kind of like when we're talking fantasy right
1: yeah
2: in no way i'm not going to defend real life racism at all it's a totally different thing it's fantasy right because yeah. these are in fact like different species of people I think the, on the Alliance side, the only time I see a character who is outright against a specific race or species is when that race or species, like, slaughtered their family or locked them in a cage for 10 years or something or dist- like that. Or sort.
1: mana-bombed their city.
2: Right. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, well, okay.
1: Humans <laughs> are not Orc family. fans is, is what we're trying to say here. And but they've do you got not- reasons not to be Orc fans. You but know? you
0: also notice, like, there's that – and it's not even an understory. It is a story of – teaching a lesson to them, like, hey, don't hate all the orcs just because one orc was a badass, right? Um, don't hate all orcs because of Garage. That's yeah. That's like a pretty... Clear moral story that Wow tells. So even it's if it's not really though,
1: because the thing is, is like, no, I think it is. Well, we get this whole we okay. So we have I mean, you two have spirits. Anduin as
0: the consciousness of it we've all.
1: Got, that's really got, clear. But we've got two stories being told here, Adam. We've got the one that's being told in Mists of Pandaria and through Jaina and through Anduin and all this other stuff that says, "Don't treat them all like you treat Garrosh," because Garrosh doesn't represent the entire Horde. That's a very nice lesson to learn and everything. And then you go to Ashran and they just kind of throw all that out the window. Well, I I Not because saying that the lions and horde need to be fighting each other for the purpose of p v p so they have to come up with something to make that happen I mean, I'm not saying
0: that Christy Golden wrote the entire wild Lord, but the part of yeah. Wild Lord that she did write is is very it's i think Isn't it's very clear was for very her much stuff.
1: about it, it was very much it touched on those points,
0: which is great, which right. I think is a, a very good it's the right way to deal with that whole ball of dealing with stuff.
2: I, I, in general, I think the humans are very tolerant, considering the orcs can't stop burning their houses down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm-
2: the humans give them chance after chance, but the orcs just keep burning their houses down. They won't stop.
1: Well, you know, they are kind of stuck in the middle of a desert with nothing, where they were until Garrosh took some stuff. Yeah, they were placed
0: there based on forest placement. I mean,
1: yeah. Kind of
0: get their need to expand, but I think that's the that's the the dichotomous story that Wow tells really well.
1: It's an interesting story too, because it's the story in which like the orcs sailed from Lordron to Kalimdor to find their new destiny and all that, and then Thrall got together and he united with the trolls and then the humans, of the Theramore. You know, to to beat back Arkanon and Warcraft Three and everything, and then after that, after that, that kind of gradually fell apart, and Thrall was left trying to make as small of a footprint as possible, so that mm-hmm. he didn't pester his neighbors, and he was trying very hard to do that. But the thing is, is that he was doing that at the expense of his people's well being, and Garrosh, when Garrosh showed up, he saw this and he called him on it. Um, it's it's. It's an interesting story. You know, look at it from several different angles. Was what Garrosh did, was that a good thing to do? No.
0: (laughs) I think it's really neat that WoW is able to tell a story where you can both see... I mean, I'm able to look at both the Horde and the the Alliance and say they're both right, but they're both wrong at the same time.
2: I mean, the orcs blew their planet up and wants everybody to move out of the way so they can... Moving in Azeroth, it's like dude, well, this were, room was already taken. They
1: planet, they they were already on Azeroth before they blew the planet up. That happened after they had already been on Azeroth for a while. But yeah, I, I don't like. But I mean, again, they showed up I mean, to real, conquer. So it's racism, no wonder. Fantasy
2: racism. I see them as two different things. And yeah. Yeah. as far as fantasy Agreed. racism goes, I think the Alliance has been extremely tolerant of the people who were slashing and burning everything.
1: Yeah, they have. I agree. They have, and I think that the orcs on their part have been by and large when thrall was in charge when I, thrall was in charge and he was actually leading the horde, he was trying to keep them contained to the smaller footprint a, a better mm-hmm.
0: use a better word to use would be isolationists and protectionism know, yeah. because that's that 's what it is i don 't think it 's I, I agree really with alex i really don 't think it 's like a racist element, as much as just a, I'm going to stand up for the people that I'm involved with and screw the rest. of I want of the world. my
1: place in the world, and I'm right. going to take it, and I don't care who I step on in the process. And we're,
0: and we're literally going to build up walls to keep everybody else out. That's not that's not racism as much as it's just really stupid isolationist tendencies. And, and
2: especially in the case of like the humans of Stormwind, there used to be seven human kingdoms. Um, did the orcs <laughs> destroy one. six out of seven.
1: There's there's one now. <laughs> so there might be two. Cultures so might well, still be two. out there yeah. somewhere. It's the Lost floating. Kingdom, but uh, Gilneas
0: is still a kingdom,
1: isn't it? No, Gilneas has been pretty much. It, it, it's yeah. been left. It's deserted right now. Nobody's in it because nobody. Forsaken really.
2: took care of that one.
1: Yeah, it's been kind of. Who buddies always, with the Orcs? I would like. I would like Gilneas to return. Um, I would like Strom. I would like Strom to be rebuilt. I think be, it would be cool if. If Stormwind moved in, restored Strom, and then since you've got Strom over here and you've got Stormwind down here, you can kind of do a pincher thing and bring Gilneas back. So you've got the three kind of, I think that would be cool. That'd be some Dune-level political maneuvering. I would be be all for that, though. Um, And I think that they kind of need that. just to kind of reestablish themselves as a dominant sort of powerhouse. And they should be. They should be a dominant powerhouse. After what they did in Missa Pandaria and the Siege, they have the upper hand. So why doesn't it look like it right now? Why isn't that reflected? I think that needs to be reflected. Anyway. We have five minutes left. Do we yeah, have two I, I more questions? I don't, think,
2: I don't think the racism is a thing when you are talking about the people who are out to destroy your people. Like, straight up. So, next question.
1: Let's see here. Um, We'll just go to the last one on the list here, because that seems to be a pretty quick question. Kyrie. Carrie? Like the 80s song. Is that Carrie? I don't know. I don't know anything
2: about the 80s. I don't know. I was a toddler.
1: Carrie! Or something like that. I seem to remember my aunt listening to this. I don't know. Kyrie? 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 I don't. What? Kyrie, Ky- we're going to go with Kyrie. Just say Kyrie. We're just Kyrie. Say Kyrie. Kyrie says hello, watchers. Do you think the devs at Blizzard never intended for Gramush to be the final boss of Warlords? That they were throwing us off the trail so that we get <laughs> to the final patch and then find out that we were going to be fighting Gul'dan all along? I hope so. That thanks for all that you do. So, what do you guys think? I don't
2: think. I think they're, they're just doing. liars.
1: <laughs> we all have no confidence
0: in what we've known.
2: <laughs> I mean. They say, oh, is Grommash the final boss? And they go, yes. Well, no, you just, you just, I almost use a bad word. You just lied. You lied. (laughs) You're not throwing people off the trail. You're just a liar. That's what you are. Yeah, but the thing
1: is, is I expect them to do this. The minute that Dave Kosak back in Missa Pandaria, when people asked him, hey, so are the Mogu Titan constructs? He's like, no, they just learned stuff. And then later on, we find out that they were Titan constructs. That was (laughs) Dave lying to us.
0: Kyrie is in chat right now. Could you please explain how to say her name?
1: Kyrie, Um, how do we say your name?
0: I don't know. She's there. He, whatever. Gonna explain how to say their name. I don't think that they have a planned um, storyline. I think they do. I I don't. I think that they're kind of, they have an idea, but I think they're kind of throwing it together. Uh, And I agree that I think they're liars.
2: Given, Given that there's a cinematic and those probably take a while to make. They probably had it planned more than say you know a month, but yeah,
0: I don't know. Maybe th- two months.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think they know what they're doing. I, I think they know exactly how they're. De- I think they're being very deliberately quiet about it. I think they flat out said when somebody said, "Is Garland going to be the final boss?" They said yes because why not? Just tell them yes, and then. They'll figure it out later as far as who it's actually going to be, and maybe it'll be a surprise. I think that they learned from Mists of Pandaria that you don't want to tell people who the last big bad guy is before the expansion is even out. Because that kind of ruins all of the suspense and all of the interesting portion of finding out how that person got to be where they're at.
2: And you know what you do? You say, play the game and find out. Yeah. You don't That's lie, right? You just say you'll have to play it and find out.
1: Yeah, very easy. No, I think they have fun lying though. They like to keep us guessing. I don't mind that yeah, they like to know keep who us doesn't guessing. Doesn't
2: have fun <laughs> of lying. The customers don't like lying.
1: The the fan sites <laughs> how often
2: have does companies' liings like on it? go well?
1: If Even if it's
2: something trivial.
1: Here's what I learned from Mister Pandaria, right? Don't trust CDev because they will lie. So now anything that they ever say is automatically in question, as far as I'm concerned. When it comes to is future it a good content. thing
2: when somebody can go, whatever this company says is in question?
1: <laughs> Thank you. That's that exactly I don't know because the thing is, is it's not it, it's not anything having to do with development or gameplay or anything if else. It's everything it's to the do story. with gameplay and development. It's it is just development. the story. It's it's no, It was
2: their lead developer saying yes. Yeah, Even this if it's is about the story and when their lead developers are bullshitting you. You don't want that.
0: I mean, if they're <laughs> they're getting up in front of what? 50,000 people at BlizzCon between the people that are in the crowd and on the streams and saying this. Wrong move
1: not to tell the right info there. Yeah, I never I never trust it when they give a flat answer like then that. don't
0: and that's my point. They shouldn't be doing that. They should have better communication. They should know better.
1: <laughs> if they
2: don't want to answer I just think don't it's don't funny.
1: Answer. I just I'm think- sorry. I
0: love you all. You all know that I love you out there, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to get hate mail now.
1: All right. Well, Kyrie, thank you for the question. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for the show this week. Uh, we will see you guys same time next week. Don't forget that we do have our live stream at – it's 2 p.m. Central, correct?
0: I don't know, but I know there's a schedule on twitch.tv forward slash Watch. That will show under, you all of our Twitch stuff, yeah. Yes. Thursday so that's really at cool.
2: 2 p.m. central's is Living Bo- Leveling Bonanza. Friday at 8 p.m. Central's is Maticus streams Hearthstone. And if you have any interest in Hearthstone, you should definitely watch Maticus play.
1: Yeah, Friday especially night. this especially this week, because he's going Black to be Rock playing Blackrock. on He's going to be playing the adventure mode absolutely blind, which means that he'll probably be very frustrated, and this makes for very entertaining. <laughs> um, he <laughs> also...
0: <laughs> like, I, he, Madicus explains this stuff really well. He takes his years of knowledge of how to explain game mechanics and WoW and everything to Hearthstone and will, he's like a walking professor for this stuff. It's really good to watch, especially yeah, if you, if you any- like don't like the way that there's so many damn cards out there and you're just going to get your butt kicked. Madicus's stream will help with yeah, that.
2: Yeah, his, his stream is very newbie-centric. Uh, newbie, new, I can't talk anymore.
1: Newbie-centric?
2: Newbie friendly. I newbie was friendly. But I almost Thank said newbie you. central, as if calling him a newbie. He's <laughs> newbie no, he's friendly, not. so if you don't know, know much about Hearthstone, watching him might actually be very helpful to you. I
1: just like watching him get really frustrated. I think it's funny. That's too. I've liked that for years, <laughs> though. <laughs> And as always, if you have any questions for the podcast, please be sure to email us at podcast at blizzardwatch dot com. And I think that pretty much wraps us up for tonight. Unless Make you sure know. you check our
2: site for those giveaways for the G Cube peripherals from Newegg.
0: And if you want to support Blizzard Watch, go to Patreon.com forward slash Blizzard Watch. That's patreon.com forward slash Blizzard
2: Watch. Give us your money. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: We're gonna end the that note right It there.
2: seemed like I had to follow Adam's double plug up somehow and just make it worse.
1: Okay, That's success. Awesome. So yeah, for those of you tuning in for the podcast tonight, thank you. We'll see you same time next week. Have a good night, everybody.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.